Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back. It's our three in this league on the sports grid. Get on the grid. We're also on the mighty 1090 in San Diego and all across the West Coast. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm joined by my friend, o, Casey Bubba, at BDNTrick on the Twitter. Bubba, how's it going, man? Are you, uh, you staying steady here? We're trying to survive it. 2020 is just striking us again and again and again. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You know, last week, uh, talking wildfires, those are getting contained, and now we just have chaos breaking loose everywhere so it's one thing after another i'm doing well though uh, i can't complain just uh taking things one day at a time and um enjoying what we can right about now yeah i saw a uh a meme it said a fireball and two hurricanes what's the price on that uh 2020 that's the price so <laughs> that's uh, good that's it good. is it is ridiculous the uh you know hurricanes whipping through louisiana and parts of texas and uh moving its way north uh you know we've got social unrest going on as well so we're trying we're trying to wade through it here guys you know we're trying to make it happen and uh so we're going to talk about uh some fantasy football stuff on the show today uh but um you know the welsh and i talked a little bit about uh the protest and the players not playing and, and things like that earlier um you know it's uh, uh it's an important stretch in just you know, human history and American history right now. So we kind of have to be okay with a baseball game not being played, right? I mean, in my opinion. So I know no, you do. You do. It's uh it's the way it's gonna go and it's a uh, it's a form of silent protest, which I'm all about. Like uh it's like safe, silent protest, and they're getting their points across, and that's totally fine with me. And if that's what it takes to make some things potentially change, then I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. So and uh, you know, I was talking with the Welsh uh, earlier today and the last time the NBA uh, uh, had a protest during a playoff game, I think they said it was 1961. It was Bill Russell leading the charge and it was over the same stuff, which just blows my mind, you know, almost 60 years later. And we're, you know, we're still fighting for the same stuff, which is crazy. But yeah. uh, that is going to be all that we talk about that stuff in this hour. So it is over with for us. For uh, the rest of the time that you have us on this show, we will be talking about fantasy football. So uh, stick with us. It's in this league on the Sports Grid and the Mightier 1090. We'll be right back after this break.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old... In this league. Talk about www.wcomme, you made you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on, yeah. Welcome back. It's In This League on the Sports Grid and the Mightier 1090. I'm your host, Scott Bogdan. Follow me on Twitter, at Bogdan Sports. Follow my friend, Casey Bubba, at BDentric. And Casey, tell everyone what you have going on uh, coming up here. Uh, where they can find all of your work for everyone that hasn't heard of you yet. Yeah, just find, follow me on Twitter at BD Endrick, E-N-T-R-E-K. You'll get all the goodies there. I write uh, daily fantasy sports for baseball for Rotoballer. I do a, a daily Monday through Friday podcast, MLB DFS Quickets, that you can find. I'll have football coming up around the corner. I also do a daily show with our buddy Joe Pisapia on the Line Star app. I do baseball. You've got football starting up shortly. Yeah. So we've got a lot of fun stuff there. Um, but, yeah, just follow me on Twitter. You'll get all the, the goodies there. Got golf, the works. We do it all. So much fun. Uh, lots mm-hmm. of fun. And uh, we're going to be talking about fantasy football here for the next hour, uh, just diving in. And I'm putting this project together that uh, is going to, I think it's going to annoy people, but it's also going to, uh, it's going to give a little credit to, to some people. And I think the Welsh thinks, I I haven't told them what I'm doing yet for our, uh, for our fantasy football show this week. But... Ooh. Uh, the plan is, is I'm going to, and I've scrolled all the way back on Roto World to uh, like the middle of May last year, and I'm taking the beat writer, uh, just just the little blurbs and reports, what they, they said from last year, and I'm putting it into, this worked out well, this didn't work out at all uh, 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 sections, because, uh, you know, I, it's funny, I had Chris Harris on the, the In This League show. Uh, this week, uh, and you can check that out at InThisLeague.com or uh, Patreon.com slash InThisLeague. We'll, we'll take you to uh, where our stuff is or just type in InThisLeague football on you know, any of your podcast providers and it'll pop up. So, uh, But we talked about reacting to um, you know, camp news and things that coaches say and beat writers' opinions and stuff like that. And his philosophy is basically ignore it all. Don't listen to it all. Uh, you don't listen to it at all. All it's going to do is sway your decision in a negative way. He said the only thing he pays attention to is negative things. Guy looks slow. Guy gets hurt. Uh, st- things, things like that.
But I found a couple already. You know, I haven't gone all the way through because I came up with this genius idea at about three thirty in the morning last night. <laughs> so uh, I, I got a little bit in, and then I'm like, I gotta go to bed. Uh, I eventually have to get some sleep here. So um, I haven't uh, worked my way all the way through it yet. But there's been a couple that were positive. I mean, Preston Williams, uh, Matt Breed is saying all three running backs are going to be used. Uh, Brashad Perriman was in rhythm early in camp with Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, uh, it, uh, some of these, uh, you know, uh, Darren Waller has the starting tight end position locked up. And that's all stuff from uh, May, uh, I think, yeah, uh, late May, early June. Uh, I haven't got into July and August yet. So, look, some of these reports matter. So how are you kind of going about uh, taking things with a grain of salt and taking things, uh, you know, or, or looking at something and saying, oh, okay, this is a point I need to remember. How are you going about wading through all the nonsense right now, Bubba? Um, a lot of it's grain of salt, like keep it in the back of your mind type stuff. Maybe it's a difference maker, but I kind of wait till like these coming weeks. We actually got uh, some footage of, I know it's mainly scrimmages against each other, but it's a lot of one-on-ones, like uh, first team versus first team, which mm-hmm. we don't see all the time. That'll make a little difference. We'll start seeing maybe where guys are really on the depth charts, not just going to like rlads.com and trying right. to find those things out. Um, we're gonna, we're about to find out a bunch of things. Um, some guys are banged up. How bad are the injuries? Like Joe Mixon, is it really migraines? Is he holding out? We got to see these kind of things. Yeah. So the next few weeks, I'm going to take it a lot more seriously. Early on, a lot of it's uh, coach speak. And we talked about it before. If it's coming from the right coach, like we know there are certain coaches that don't BS and there's other ones that do. So you, you know which ones to trust and which ones are just putting fluff out there from beat writers because they have to write so many articles a week. So yeah. pretty soon we're going to get going on it. Like, you know, you mentioned a couple of Dolphins. I'll shamelessly plug Tua. It was like a week ago. Everyone thought he was playing horrible. And now he's like the greatest thing since sliced bread in practice. So right. it, it changes with the wind right now. It really does. It really, really does. So, uh, you know, uh, the reports are coming out. Not everything is, uh, you know, to be believed and all that stuff. The Welsh. Oh, my God. He's hit me over the head with this Jets nonsense about how Adam Gase wants to split carries between Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore, and I'm just sticking to my guns on that. I'm like, look, man, if Adam Gase wants to keep his job, he's not going to give 50% of the carries to Frank Gore. Do I think he could get 50% of the carries in some games? Sure. If the Jets are winning and they're up big and here comes you know, the second half, let's give it to not our feature running back to keep him off the field and give him a little bit of a break if we're stomping someone into the ground. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, and then, uh, you know, them trading for Kalen Balazs is just the biggest joke in the world. I, like, I don't know he, he what the him. hell. You just can't quit him. Well, he, I mean, so, someone said on Twitter, and I think this is probably it, that um, uh, Kalen Balazs owes Adam Gase money, and this is the only way he's going to be able to get it. So, you know, there, there was a funny Kalen Balazs tweet, and I'll give the guy credit, Elliot Chris. You know Elliot. Oh, yeah. He, um, he tweeted out, it's so funny. As a Dolphins fan, I respect it. He's a, he's a Jets fan, actually. And he says, with Balazs' vision, I wonder how long it'll take him to find the door. <laughs> <laughs> that was like well, amazing. Amazing. Well, I can guarantee you that uh, before he gets uh, to the door, he'll get hit b- behind the line of scrimmage every yes. single time. You know, now I'm, I'm telling you, the only player in my life I've ever seen duck at a pass thrown at them is Kalen Balazs. Uh, a pass was thrown at him. He turned around. It was, it was, heading right towards his face, and he ducked. Mm-hmm. Like, put your hands out. How is that not instinct? You've been playing football since you're a kid. What are you doing? Ron, so, 
you know, you Will Ferrell in old school had a better chance just wondering what to do with his hands. Yeah. Or from Talladega Nights, whichever one it was. He does it's it a few Talladega different times. Talladega Nights. I'm not yeah. sure what to do with my hands. Carver he would have a better chance of catching it than Caitlin Balazs. Uh, it's just it's just crazy, man. So, uh, you know, beat writers and uh, reports. And, and look, there's some coaches that we trust more than others. I, I don't trust anything Pete Carroll says. It's no. Pollyanna, Pollyanna Pete. You know, he is everyone's the best. Everyone is going to make a significant impact uh, this season. Uh, all this stuff. And, um, you know. But but I think you do have to pay attention to some of those reports because if you just ignored, hey, look, Preston Williams looks great, you know, uh, then you weren't in on Preston Williams at all, and not like missing out on one, you know, UDFA uh, from from the draft uh, is going to sink your season. But every little bit helps, and, and trying to wade through the nonsense is tough. So that's what we're going to be doing over at In This League. Uh, this week that that's going to be a lot of fun but right here we're going to be talking about expert consensus rankings this is fantasy pros and i know uh, the industry seems to be split on fantasy pros but one thing that uh, i think you can't argue with is uh, they do a great job of um, you know just having an amalgamation having um, you know a consensus ranking and things like that sure not everyone's using it for non-nefarious purposes some guys do weird rankings just so they can potentially be at number one and get a little bit of pub in their name. But I think for the most part, people are ranking the way they want to. And these are some of the guys that have gone up and down. We're not going to have time to do a ton, but uh, Zeke is a riser from uh, 4-3 on the 12th to 3-6 uh, a couple days ago. Uh, Bubba, what, what do you think about Zeke rising? It's just because Michael Thomas is probably getting pushed down because of the thinness of running backs. Yeah, the, I think we're going to see a lot of running backs on the move up the, the final weeks here as we get towards uh, the start of the season because that's all we've heard so far is the, the running back position is so shallow. It gets very top-heavy, then it drops off. So more and more people are starting to really grab and go get their guys early. You know, after McCaffrey, number one, then you got Saquon, you have CMC, you have a couple others, then – or you wait till the back end of the draft and get two guys there. So kind of either you push them up and get them or you get somebody at the back. Zeke's going to get pushed up. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I was just surprised because he's a top three pick to me the for the entire time. And I think for a lot of people, he has been too. But some people putting Dalvin Cook or Kamara up there and, and some people putting Michael Thomas up there, specifically in PPR leagues. But uh, that that is going to be the crux of what we talk about. Uh, for the rest of this hour. So stick with us. We got plenty of risers and fallers, and we'll explain uh, why we think uh, the rising and falling is right or wrong here on In This League on the Sports Grid and the Mightier 1090. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. 
because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In With Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In With Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Welcome back. It's in this league on the sports grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Follow my friend out, Casey Bubba, at BDM Trick. We are also on the Mightier 1090 in San Diego. So uh, right now we are talking about expert consensus rankings, risers and fallers. And this is a great article on Fantasy Pros put together by Isaiah Sirois, uh, uh, I'm going to say, is his name. And, um, you know, he just he did the legwork for us here. So what he did was he just took a look from uh, where guys are being drafted on August 12th, uh, went back and said, here's where they're being drafted August 25th. So 13 days, which isn't a lot of time, but this is when most drafts are being done. More drafts have been done in that 13-day stretch than had been done probably the three months before that. So we're getting all this new data coming in, and we can really see what people are focusing on. So... Uh, a couple other risers. We talked about Zeke already and the fact that it's probably just from, um, you know, the shortage of running backs and people kind of realizing that right now and not wanting to take wideouts. Funny enough, I did my uh, last mock draft of the season. Thank God, Bubba, by the way. I, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, for those of you that don't you know guys, about You put in some crazy hours with that, my friend. I, I give you a lot of credit for that. Yeah, the the ITL uh, mock drafts, which we you know uh, we made the last one uncensored, so it was even more fun for me. I was like, I don't have to edit this one. <laughs> but uh, what we do is we record it, and then I'll uh, put in drops and, and funny uh, sound clips and, and things like that uh, in, in there. So, um, uh, but this last mock draft, I did wide receiver, wide receiver in the first round, first and second round, and because I was picking nine, and Michael Thomas fell to me. And look, I'm all about getting running backs this year, but if Michael Thomas falls to me at nine, I'm taking him. You know, if he falls past five, I think six is really where uh, you need to start taking him over some of those other running backs. But um, mainly running backs crawling up this board. And I like my team. I started out with Thomas and Hopkins. Wound up, I think I had Taylor and Raheem Mostert. And uh, there was one other decent, DeAndre Swift uh, was my third back. So I, I think I did okay in that one. But for the most part, we want, running backs, which is why on this ECR uh, risers list, we've got a ton of running backs here. It's Miles Sanders. It's uh, James Conner. It's uh, Cam Akers are the biggest risers here. So Miles Sanders being the first one, Bubba, a lot of pub on him. I asked Chris Harris, who is the player you've talked about most on your podcast? And he said it was Miles Sanders because he's not particularly high on him. So a lot of people, because he's been getting a lot of pub, uh, recently, a lot of people are saying, you know, asking him why he's not as high on him. Um, 
What are your thoughts on Miles Sanders, and are you surprised that he's a riser at this point in the year? I am kind of surprised he's a riser considering the injuries he's going through right now. He's not even practicing very often, if at all, most days. Uh, we know that uh, Philadelphia loves to do the uh, not full committee, but they like to use a few backs at all times, no matter who you are. That's one thing they like to do. So we like what we saw from Sanders last year. I never understood the full go hype train. I get he's talented. I just don't believe in their system to allow him to explode onto the scene there. But the only thing I could think of is um, the news that came out recently. And back to your, do you want to trust beat writers or not? They basically said, you know, even if Sanders is out, Bart Scott's not going to be a, like a workhorse back. Boston Sanders. Scott. Boston Scott, sorry. Sorry, wrong guy. <laughs> like, like I said, he's not a workhorse back. Bart but, Scott um, did play middle yeah. linebacker for the Jets yeah. for a long time. That's yeah, can't he, wait. He can't That's wait. I know. He can't wait. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to get to the next. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but Miles, <laughs> Miles Sanders is uh, – I just never understood the hype for him if he's not going to be the main guy when there's other guys going around him. And um, I'm just thinking after the, the words about Boston Scott – that uh, people are like, okay, when Sanders is healthy, he's the guy. We're going to go with him. So uh, Boston Scott, I've drafted in a lot of spots. And uh, it's not because I dislike Miles Sanders. I actually, I, I like Miles Sanders. I don't, I'm not bumping him up, uh, especially like you just mentioned, uh, you know, they, we don't have to do injury reports right now. So they're saying, uh, you know, a lower body injury, which is a very college thing to me. Like that's what it gives me. Uh, or hockey, like I know hockey yeah. does, don't they do uh, upper body and lower body injuries, and that's it. That's well because in hockey you play you play through everything, so you don't need to be specific, right? And you also, you know, you get in fights, so if your knee yeah. hurts, you don't want someone taking out your knee or whatever. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I I I understand that, but uh, I don't know, man. Just tell us what's wrong with the dude. Yeah. We're all we're all watching, so uh, every everyone's looking. We're gonna figure it out at some point. But like you just mentioned, you know, Doug Peterson really likes to use a multi-back system. That's why, you know, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and Corey Clement are all going to get in there. I think the one thing that might have been holding Sanders back a little bit earlier in the offseason is that, um, you know, they were thinking about potentially they were having discussions with Devontae Freeman and a couple other veteran backs to potentially bring in. Uh, but now that that threat is gone and they've said, we're just going to give Miles Sanders the main workload and Boston Scott is going to be the second guy. You know, uh, I think with Boston Scott moving up, you know, uh, over the, you know, the amount of spots he's moved up is probably more than Miles Sanders, but the cost is still fairly cheap for Boston Scott. I've been, I've been trying to get Boston Scott in uh, best balls everywhere I can, because there's going to be a few weeks where Miles Sanders just can't you know, do much because he's going to be banged up or something. And we saw it last year. Even even without being the workhorse, Scott can be very productive. Exactly. And I've drafted him in so many spots. The Welsh now is calling him Bogman Scott. So like uh, better, be, better than Mark Scott. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, the other running backs here, um, James Connor, I'm not high on this year. Yeah. And Cam Akers, I am high on. Uh, I'm a, you know, Look, I, I'm not surprised that James Conner is moving up. He is James Conner is my favorite player. I love watching him. Uh, he's my favorite player on the Steelers. He's incredible. I think his story is insane. You know, coming back from uh, you know uh, doing all the chemotherapy for for his lymphoma at Pitt, uh, missing a full season, practicing in his uh, you know mask and all that stuff when he was going through treatments. The mm -hmm. dude is an absolute beast. My issue with Boston Scott on my fantasy team and only on my fantasy team, obviously. You mean is James that, Conner? Yeah, who did I just say? Boston Scott? Boston Scott. He's God on your brain. Bogman Scott. We're, get, we're <laughs> getting names wrong. It's not what we do here. Preseason. Anyway, 
James Conner, yes. Uh, what my issue with James Conner is that even when he plays, uh, he's usually banged up. He he is hurt a lot. It's not his fault. His body went through horrible cancer treatments. You know, it's uh, it's a lot to to put your body through. So you know, seeing him get nicked up and banged and bruised in every game. It's, uh, you know, and him play through it, like, number one, that's what makes me love him. The dude is a warrior. But it makes me worry about production for my fantasy team if we're just looking at this at an absolute bottom line. I have him in plenty of dynasty leagues, so I'm going to be invested in him because I was taking him his rookie year out of pit. Uh, but, you know, this guy is, he, I think he's going to be dicey to own. So I'm a little surprised that he's moving up boards right now. What are your thoughts on Connor for this year? I 100% agree. If healthy, and that's a big if with Connor, is he's a beast, like you said. He, and, you know, got big Ben back. That's going to help him even more because they can't just completely stack the box on him, like, all day long. He's just a glass man right now. And yeah. it's not his fault, as you said. It's just tough. Like, if you're if you're taking Connor, how quickly are you getting his handcuff? Yeah, and who is the handcuff? Because yeah, we don't know. I've, this week, well, they, they said, they said Snell. Benny Snell is yeah. the main, and he, and he would get the most carries. But I think if uh, Connor were to miss extended time, let's say three weeks, you know, now, McFarlane. yeah, yeah. Anthony McFarland, uh, mm-hmm. is going to be working in there a bunch. And I have many shares of Anthony I know McFarlane you're too. McFarlane. Yeah. He he's, he's a guy that, uh, you know, kind of like Boston Scott, you don't need him to touch the ball, uh, you know, 30 times. He's so explosive that, you know, you give him the ball 10 times, 15 times. And if he breaks one big one, that's exactly what you're looking for uh, out of a guy like that. And he's going so late, you know, after Boston Scott, uh, you know, so uh, we we can get him in that area. So I've been taking I'm in a lot of 16 man leagues too. Uh, the other guy here, Cam Akers, who I'm not surprised is moving up board specifically with the entry news to Daryl Henderson and the fact that he pulled his hamstring and there's there saying, yeah, he should be back for week one. Now, if that hadn't happened, I would have been surprised a little from Cam Akers, but uh, I'm, I'm surprised there are more rookies on this list overall because, uh, you know, uh, rookies just get they get the helium here. When you look at half these beat rep- reporter, um, uh, you know, blurbs that we have going on at like Roto World and Rotowire and things like that, 50 percent of them are on rookies because we haven't seen any more. So they get noticed a little bit more and you see if they're behind or if they're ahead and impressing and, and all that stuff. So I'm a little surprised that he wasn't higher on this list, but uh, I'm all for Cam Akers getting bumped up on this list. This is the one that makes the most sense out of all the running backs to me. Yeah, 100% agree. I think he's uh, definitely a guy we could see by midseason or earlier taking over the role from even Malcolm Brown. I think he could definitely supplant him there. It just depends on what McVay wants to do. And even if you're the RB2 with Henderson out of the way on that explosive offense where they move the ball around PPR formats, he's going to get a lot of dump offs. He could have some monster uh, value for where he's getting drafted. So, he makes a ton of sense there. I, I completely agree with you. I've seen his name everywhere all season, so that's been kind of interesting that I thought maybe he'd be going even higher. My only guess is maybe we're not seeing a bunch of these rookies moving up the list because with no preseason, you keep seeing everywhere. Everyone's kind of hesitant now. Like, do we trust them? How are they going to be? All that kind of stuff. Right, right. And that's the big thing is, you know, you see that uh, pe- people don't yeah, – I, I love like that first run from Saquon in his first preseason game. Because I was like, this guy is going to be a first round pick, no doubt, Uh, you know, and and people just need to see people just need to watch. And you see that first carry he takes, he goes for 60. And uh, then everyone's like, "Okay, I get it now. Of course, I was also like, 
hey, Darius Geis is the man. You got to watch what he's doing. And the first carry he takes, he rips his ACL up. So, yeah. you know, look, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> well, what do they say? Uh, the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. You know, so uh, it, it, it happens to everyone, I guess, is the point. But uh, stick with us. When we come back, we'll be talking about a couple wide receivers that have moved up and then the rest of the group moving down. And if we agree uh, with those guys being moved down or not. So stick with us in this league on the sports grid in the mightier 1090. We will be right back after this. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In this league. I'm back! Welcome back. It is in this league on the sports screen in the Mightier 1090. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm here with Casey Bubba at BDNTrick on the Twitter. And if you would, please go check out the in this league Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL Army. We got all kinds of uh, great stuff for you over there. We got fantasy football uh, rankings. I've got PPR. I've got half point. I've got super flex. I've got dynasty. I've got first year player draft IDP. Well over 200 guys listed on that i've got all your fantasy football rankings you could possibly want over at in this league the welsh has over 500 minor leaguers ranked for all you dynasty baseball folks out there uh we've got rankings on baseball as well we do uh live streams twice a week we do secret shows two times a month uh we have group me rooms if you want to get in there for 10 bucks or more where we're talking about sports all season long every single day so there's all kinds of benefits if you would please check out our patreon and uh, you know, it's it's a once a month charge and it's at the beginning of the month. So if you want to wait till September 1st, go ahead and do that and then check us out if you would, uh, please. And thank you, everyone there. Now, we are talking about expert consensus rankings, risers and fallers, according to Fantasy Pros. This article put out um, by um, now let me just get his name here again because I forgot it because we can't do names today. Isaiah. Uh, Cyrus, uh, I believe is how you say his name. So, uh, a couple wide receivers rising on this list, Bubba. We just went through 
the um, the running back. So two wide receivers and a tight end. I'm curious to hear your take on this. Uh, Terry McLaurin moved up a couple spots. Michael Gallup moved up a couple spots. And Higby is rising on draft board. So uh, your thoughts on McLaurin, Gallup, and Higby moving forward for the 2020 season. McLaurin, I 100% understand. We saw what he did last year. Haskins looked a little better as the season went on. We have to imagine he takes a better step. I'm not going to say the next step, but a better yeah. step this year. And, um, you know, the college teammates, he's going to look to McLaren a lot, especially when you look at the other options Washington has. They don't have many. Like, I like Cam Sims a little bit. We saw some shine there. Trey Quinn, I know you're a big Trey Quinn fan. But um, overall, it's really a bleak receiving core. So I think McLaurin yeah. is going to be really, really strong there. Yeah, I, I'm uh, look, uh, Trey Quinn burned his bridge with me last year. I got <laughs> uh, I, I thought, lay look, someone has to catch footballs here. Right. And I know our buddy Chris Harris would say that that is a crutch argument. And it absolutely is. Uh, but I was expecting him to be a little bit better than he was because he's good at SMU. Uh, he was a really good receiver there. But, you know, just he can't get any separation. And, you know, if you're not getting separation, you know, uh, it's it's hard to beat NFL corners if you can't do that. So only guy like guys that can't get separation and are successful are guys like Cortland Sutton. You know what I mean? The guys that are six foot four and just physically imposing and make uh, 50, 50 balls, 80, 20 balls. So uh, and Trey Quinn's not that type of receiver. So uh, he's a slot guy, uh, needs a little space to work in. And if he doesn't get it, he ain't catching the ball. So uh, no good there. But yeah, McLaurin moving up. Not shocking to me either. And I think he's one of the few guys where we've seen, you know, two or three amazing camp catches. There was one where he just torched the corner, a toe tapped at the end, and he knew it too. He pimped it. Uh, he got up, ripped that helmet off. All of his teammates were celebrating with him. So it, he's one of the few guys we're seeing highlight films on too with no preseason. So not surprising to see him move up. I am a little surprised to see Gallup moving up. Not, not that Gallup doesn't deserve it. Not that I don't like him. I, I really like Gallup uh, out of Colorado State uh, becoming a bigger thing this season with Amari Cooper. But I'm surprised he's moving up because CeeDee Lamb is there too. And I think CeeDee Lamb could be uh, – I think he might be the best wide receiver in this group today. But I think by the end of the season, he's absolutely going to be the number one threat. And that's with a top 10 wide receiver in Amari Cooper, uh, you know, close to top 10 on most boards. And a guy that could be a number one on a lot of teams like Michael Gallup in there, too. It's just there's one football to go around. So I'm a little surprised to see uh, Gallup uh, moving up boards. Are you? No, 100%. That one surprised me a lot because I, I, I share very, very similar sentiments to you. I like his talent. I think he's very good. We saw signs of it last year when uh, certain injuries were in play. But Cooper, as long as he's healthy, very strong wide receiver one, as we'd imagine. Um, Blake Jarwin, we talked about him last week. He'll still be a little bit of a threat out there in the yeah. red zone, especially a uh, healthy Zeke's going to get plenty of passes himself. And then you mentioned CD lamb. They took a high draft pick on him for a reason. He's very, very talented. He's going to have a big, uh, impact on this team. So it, there's only, it's the old like ba basketball adage. And you said it with football, there's only one ball to go around. So yeah. how are you going to get your fantasy value here with all these other weapons? Like he'll have a good week here or there. He's more of like a best ball for me where, you know, you don't have to worry about which week does he go off. But a season-long league, you're going to have a lot of weeks where you're just like, oh, man, not again with Michael right. Gallup. Yeah, I, I read someone, uh, a listener to a bunch of podcasts saying, do I just assume that best ball buy means don't buy in a regular uh, league? And I, I, I would say not not necessarily. Uh, but more often than not. 
<laughs> yeah, but, but probably more often than not. Yeah. And, and that's also at their current price. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, Michael Gallup in your league for whatever, maybe you're in a Washington, you know, football team only league or a Eagles league or a Giants league and Cowboys drop in that league, you know, sure. Or, you know, just somewhere where uh, people don't appreciate Michael Gallup as much as they probably should uh, if he falls. And I think his ECR right now is right in the 70s, uh, early 70s. Uh, if he falls past that, you know, if you're sitting at pick 80 or 90 and he's still there, then snap him up. He's a value at that mm -hmm. point because uh, he's still going to be productive. But it's just hard to it, it's hard to understand why he's rising. Same last one uh, on the risers list here, Bubba Tyler Higby. Uh, I, I'm, I'm fine with owning Tyler Higby as my starting tight end this year. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I know you tweeted out the other day about our buddy, Sammy, and, mm -hmm. uh, he had Josh Reynolds as one of the guys on his list, but even he, in his, uh, kind of going through the guys that he's been taking a lot of teams, he said, I've been taking Josh Reynolds, but he goes so late that if he doesn't work out, I don't care. I can pass him off and, uh, it doesn't matter. So I think that when you usually work with the three wide receivers in that system in L.A. with the Rams. But I think Hig Higby has um, he's made enough uh, of himself to be the number three option in the receiving game for uh, the Rams. So I, I'm OK with owning Higby. I know some people are, hey, look, it's aberration. He's not that good. He just had a good end to last season. Don't do it. They'll be passing to Josh Reynolds, or we've heard some buzz about Van Jefferson out of Florida, the rookie coming in there as well. But I'm okay with Tyler Higby being my starting tight end if I waited on tight ends. How do you feel about it? I do like Tyler Higby. I'm not going to take it away from him, but I am a little concerned because you mentioned the three wide receiver sets. He was doing most of his damage when like guys like Cooper Cup were out, and he was mm -hmm. sliding the slots and doing things there. I also think Gerald Everett's no joke behind him. I could see him having an impact as well. So when you see where guys like Higby go, we talked last week about a bunch of tight ends that are going later uh, in drafts, and I have no problem waiting on like a Johnny Smith or a Doyle or um, Herndon and stuff like that at the tight end position instead of maybe paying a, a little higher price tag for a Higby where there's who, whose ceiling is very, very good and it's higher than those guys, but there's still so many question marks there with the Rams offense that I can't completely like buy into. Yeah, I, I and I and I understand that. So uh, I, I'm honestly my tight end. Uh, I want one of those top five guys uh, that that's what I want. Uh, I've had some spots where it's just I got to get depth at running back. I got to get depth at wide out. I can't afford them. So um, but I want one of Kittle or Kelsey to start Andrews, Ertz or Waller. That's what I want to do with my tight end spot this year, because there's so many good wide receivers. I feel like I can wait on my wide receiver two, my wide receiver three, and a lot of times my wide receiver one as well. Speaking of wide receiver ones, on the guys that are falling here, uh, the top two are number one wideouts, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. I think like we just mentioned with Zeke, uh, this is probably just the, a factor of running backs going ahead. Are you with me on that? 100%. These guys, they're they're great picks where they are. Take the, take the discount, I guess. So the next three guys on this list are running backs, but they all have uh, injury issues. You mentioned the migraines with Joe Mixon uh, earlier in the show. Kenyon Drake was in a walking boot. Uh, Todd Gurley is a walking injury. Everyone talks about how, uh, uh, you know, he, he's limping. He's limping. He was limping last year. Mm -hmm. So why are we surprised when he's limping this year, too? He just got older. He didn't get younger. So I get it. If you don't want Todd Gurley, I'm more than okay, but I'm sick of hearing him limping. 
and I'm sick of people saying there's no way he's going to get, uh, you know, average 20 touches. Well, that's not what they said. They said between 15 and 25. Some games he's going to get 20. Some games he's going to get 15. But I think 15 is a pretty fair minimum for him. So between uh, I, who would you drop the most out of where they're going right now between Mix and Drake and Gurley? It's really tough because, like, Gurley, I'm not a big fan of, but where he's starting to go as a running back, too, I can kind of live with it. Or if you go receiver, receiver, like you said, and somehow Gurley's your running back one, not the end of the world, I'd probably drop him the most just because I, I, he, he is a walking injury. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting for the next one to happen. It's a good system for him in Atlanta. There's no question about yeah. it. Matt Ryan will be great with them, but I like Drake, even though. I, I hate the analysis by the uh, the coaches that, oh, it's just a walking boot, a precautionary boot. Hey, Bogman, you have a quarterback that loves walking boots. How precautionary are those? That's all never, I Never, never, yeah. ever, ever. Yeah, you never. Know, uh, they, 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 mean, they mean more, but also it doesn't mean he's dead. Like no, everyone, no, no. everyone, you know, just needs to realize, like everyone gets carted off when they have injury training camp. There's no crowd to uh, get mad when the game is taking too long. You know, so everyone's carted off. Uh, you know, uh, walking bo- teams are handling their star players or players that are going to see a lot of volume with kick gloves right now. So uh, Drake tweeted out, he's fine. I'm going to take him at his word. Yes, I you agree. Know, if if he turns out to be injured, okay, then uh, you know I'll I'll eat my my crow here. But Mixon, I have a hard time with because we see migraines force guys to retire. Percy Harvin, yeah, Harvin, Percy Harvin. Retire, uh, because of migraines. We've seen other guys uh, fight through it. TD. Played in the Super Bowl during a migraine, so uh, it's tough to know what to do here. What What have you been doing with Mixon? Yeah, it's tough because I, I, I'm a big Mixon fan. Uh, I've been a big Mixon fan for the last few years. It finally paid off last year. They do have a new quarterback, obviously, some good receivers that they might. He was kind of had to run the ball last year and be a part yeah. of it with the way things were going. So Mixon, I'd probably drop the most out of the three, I guess, but. Like on a, on an even scale, I think I like Nixon the most out of the three. If all things were equal, but they're not. So the next uh, group of guys, and we only have about a minute and a half left in this segment, so I'm just going to burn through them here. Uh, T. Y. Hilton because he's had been banged up, he's dropping. I think we would agree on that. Devin Singletary, I think, is dropping because of the positive Zach Moss reports uh, mm-hmm. most recently. A. J. Green because the hamstring injury. No idea why Edelman is dropping. He's actually dropping. Uh, pretty far, three spots, three full spots here uh, with just being the best wide receiver in New England. I don't understand why he's moving, but uh, are, are you dropping any of these guys or are you staying steady with them? Um, I'm dropping A.J. Green for sure. I'm not touching him right now. He scares me. Never been a Singletary guy. I like Hilton just fine, assuming he gets healthy. And Edelman, I sniped up the other night in the bar draft, like in the eighth round of a 14-team league. Like, give me Edelman all day long. Cam Newton loves his PPR receivers. Don't play dumb there. Like, Edelman's going to get his in a PPR league. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on all those guys. I mean, A.J. Green... Talk about AJ, an injury. <laughs> yeah, but he's been falling to the point where I'm like, oh, I think I got to take him. You know what I mean? Last year, though. <laughs> I know. I know. But I think that was more serious than a you know tweak tantrum. True. And he was he's back out yesterday at practice. So uh, I, I think he's going to be OK moving forward. But, you know, when he goes down week two, don't blame me. I'm not telling people to take him. I'm just telling you what I'm doing with him right now is uh, I, I, I'm OK taking him when he falls to the point, you know, his, his ADP right now is, uh, you know, around uh, 67 to 68. 
I've been getting them at like 75, 80, somewhere in that range. But uh, last segment coming up, it's in this league on the sports grid and the mightier 1090 stick with us. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to In This League. In the dark. Welcome back. We're ending the three-hour tour that is in this league on the sports grid in the Mightier 1090. Uh, thank you for sticking with us and being a part of this. And look, guys, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. I hope we can entertain you uh, for the little amount of time that we have you here for. And, uh... Uh, I hope everyone, you know, dealing with hurricane stuff is safe. I hope you guys are being safe, uh, you know, at protests and rallies and things like that. Uh, I hope everyone is doing well, and I hope we get our sports back and the world can return to being a little less chaotic. But, Bubba, you know what they say. You want in one hand and you, you know what in the other and see which one fills up first. So, and that uh, other hand's a big hand of that in 2020. Right, exactly. 2020 is crazy. So hopefully you guys are sticking with us. If you like more entertainment and uh, less, uh, you know, tragic things, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL Army, where we talk uh, all sports all season long and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff to offer you there. So that's a lot of fun. Please check out uh, Bench with Bubba. That is his flagship. That's been his baby forever. He's doing the Line Star show with Joe Pizapia. Uh, I'm going to be doing the football side of that where Bubba does the baseball side of that um, uh, coming up here pretty soon. Uh, we got the black book show going on and uh, you know, there's many ways to uh, you know, uh, keep your head buried in the sand for an hour or so. If, if that's what you need. And I think everybody needs that every once in a while. So hopefully we can be the guys to do it. Right, Bubba. Yeah, most definitely. That's what, um, you know, we need to pay attention to what's going on. Can't ignore what's going on. But at the same time, sports has always been a great relief. And uh, one thing that ITL offers is comedy relief with your sports. And it's it's always a good way to just kind of – it's not your normal, let's just look at the stats. It's a good way to have fun with fantasy because that's one thing we preach a lot, Bogman. Fantasy sports should be fun. It's supposed to be fun. That's why it was made. It was made to be enjoyable and fun. So, you know, if, you, if you're wound a little too tight about some rules in your league – or, you know, uh, people making different moves. Now, look, if they're colluding, I get it. But, you know, just let's not let's remember it is. There's a lot of money being involved here. But the the first no, rule, number one is don't be a dick. You know, that that should be rule number one for everyone. And we all want to have fun here. So let's remember to do that. But uh, we will see you guys next week. Please follow us on Twitter at Bogman Sports at BDN Trick at Is It The Welsh. And we will see you then. Uh, be safe and have a great weekend, everybody.
Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.